I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm Amy Frost, and today we talk to the horse shrink. His name's Patrick Gracie, and Paddy is incredible. He shares stories of loading horses that are difficult to load, and how he's helping hundreds of equestrians and horses with his techniques. Paddy discusses pressure and release, why it should be ask and release, and why you shouldn't be using a whip at all. We also discuss foals, youngsters, and handling, and why Paddy is one of the best horsemen. It's because he understands. This is Horse Hour. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I hope you've had a really good week. It's been Remembrance Sunday, so uh, I hope that you went to your parade and you bought your poppy and you bought your purple poppy to say thank you to everybody who's served and are still serving today. And while we're talking about, you know, remembering, uh, we, I'd like to go back to one of our first ever episodes of the Horse Hour podcast where we spoke to an incredible man called Monty Roberts. You will have heard of him, you would have heard his story and and, uh, and listen to his interview. Well, since then, I've become quite fascinated with the world of natural horsemanship, and I've become obsessed with a man in the UK. He's awesome. That's all I can say. He is known as the Horse Shrink. He's called Patrick Gracie, and he's joining us today. How are you, Patrick? I'm absolutely fine. It's great to be with you today. Uh, so, yeah, um, I would also like to say, yeah, I bought my puppies. Uh, I was there, and... Uh, uh, fantastic uh, turnout that we had, you know, where we went, and uh, it was absolutely great um, because these animals also, you know, they uh, done a lot for us as well. Oh, haven't they? Where did you go? Where was your parade? It was just like local, you know. It's mm. ours was just like obviously. I, I live in Northern Ireland, so we're just uh, where we lived. It was just a local thing, so we just went there for my grandkids and that there, and mm. uh, that was that's what you know. I brought them. In fact, you know, I, I took her to, uh, I give her some money and uh, I, she says, uh, I give her six pound. And I said, because she was good at school. And I says, where's your money? She says, I've just put it in that there and I've got some poppies. Oh, <laughs> so she gave all her six pound to get to get the poppies. Like, so. Um, it was lovely to see so many of the really young children taking in and learning. I, I met a scout leader of a scout group and they've actually created their own poppies. They're called the Third Ringwood uh, Scout Group. And they've, they've made these little poppies and they left them by the Memorial Cenotaph in the hope that people would take them and take photos of all over the world so they could right. see how far the poppies would go. And the idea is it's to teach them... Well, it's to teach them to remember, but not just remember one day a year, to remember every day. Yeah, 
yeah definitely i think it's quite important and um, well we've been sharing some photos some of our favorite photos well actually they're my favorite photos of um of of how military men women and animals it's not just the horses you got the horses you have the birds the dogs how they all had such a big part to play in the war and they still do now we've been sharing those on facebook and um, one of my favorite photos was last year I went to a, uh, it was a polo event actually, I think it was in Surrey, it was, I'm trying to think what it was called, um, Nick Roldan's Sunset Polo, I'm not sure if you heard of it, and, and Monty was there, uh, I know that he's a good friend of yours, uh, Monty Roberts was there and he helped two veterans and they suffered with PTSD and he helped them connect with a horse and bond with the horse and it was the first time I literally saw a light go on and it shined in their eyes and they went, wow they smiled and it was really emotional to watch that and and to watch well you you tell me more do you work with many veterans yeah I have well I've not worked with many but I have worked with a few and it is I mean I work more so with children um Mm. and I work with schools with which are emotional and behavior schools um and it is it's absolutely magical um the horses are fantastic therapists um they it's great and it is it's very touching you know it's uh i've had people you know watching me working with veterans or children and uh I, they just broke down and they said i cannot believe how you got that bond and that uh that connection with 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 that horse and i'm with the the, the child or either the, or, or either the service soldier it was uh unbelievable it's uh i think they are powerful therapist horses i think it's uh they do they they, they I don't know. I'm a bit sort of like myself, a bit like Monty. I, I sort of I go to to clients, and then before I know it, they're telling me their life story, um, <laughs> all about it, uh, all about themselves, and it's great. And and that's all just through the horse. So it's uh, it's great. And what Monty does, obviously, is is unbelievable. Um, you know, he does it big style. You know, over here and uh, in America, and and it's great. These guys are are getting amazing results and. But starting to trust again absolutely didn't you train how does it work do you train with with monty and that's how you you've, you're now part of the intelligent horsemanship group no myself me myself <laughs> it was really crazy for me because obviously i grew up in northern ireland um where there was a lot of trouble in that there and you know and i always thought to myself you know uh, uh if if i ever had children i, I would never smack them because i, I never learned from any of the beatings that i got and then my wife said to me on my 40th birthday, do you fancy going to a Monty Roberts demonstration? And uh, and it was at Osbaldiston in uh, in the northwest. And I went and I just said to my wife, as I said, do you know what? I can do that. Hmm. And she went, get out. And she had been around horse. She had been around horses all her life, you know. And uh, I said, I'm telling you, I can do that. And I thought I need to find out where and how I need to go and, and, and learn how to do this. And uh, so I went down to, to Kelly Marks. It was Kelly Marks, actually, who, who trained me. Um, and that was it, you know, from the minute I met Kelly in 2004 and uh, I'm Monty. It's been like that ever since, you know, they're my family now. Like Kelly's like my sister, Monty's like my, my granddad. You know, it's uh, that's the way it's been. So it was Kelly Marks who's, who trained me. But Monty, you know, obviously... Uh, he's been to my house. He's been to my centre. It's uh, he's been my inspiration, you know, the whole time. Um, yeah, great. Intelligent horsemanship is absolutely, you know, it's 
it's my life. You know, I promote it every day, every video I put on. You know, the first thing I put on is www.intelligenthorsemanship.co.uk um, because it's so important to me, you know, because um, I didn't know that I could do this here. You know, like I say, and lots of people say, oh, you've got this amazing gift, you know, you can do this and you can. And I was like, to me, it was like, no, it's not a gift. It was just something that, you know, that I'm that type of person. Uh, I suppose, you know, I'm I'm a very addictive person. If I want to, if I want to do something, I need to do it, and I need to do it full style. You know, I need to mm-hmm. go out and get it, learn everything about it, and that's what happened. You know, I I kept going down to 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 Oxford and uh, and just kept going, and I kept going to demonstrations, and then I, I I was going out to horses and horses, and then before I know it, there's hundreds of horses, and then there's five hundred horses, and then and then it's just it just got better and better and better, and today, well. It's it's just crazy. It's, it's amazing. Mad. I watch your. I've literally become obsessed with your videos, and and I and I think okay. So go, if you get time, go onto Facebook. It's the Horse Shrink, and Patrick's always putting pic, uh, pictures and videos. And and your tone and your not tone. That's the wrong word. Really, your um your personality really comes across because you're taking the mick out of the horses as well, and you're taking the mick out of owners, which I really find funny. You're saying, you know, there's this big, scary, big thoroughbred. He's rearing. He doesn't want to go in the box. He doesn't want to load. And then you've got another video that straight away, you know, you're loading this horse, and and it makes you think, how on earth has he done that? Because that horse looks dangerous. So I wouldn't want to go anywhere near it. Let alone, you know, now he's a pussy cat, and you're feeding him treats and you know very much that's why you do it is is we think how do you do that and what's great is there's new videos coming out there's one recently that I've seen of your little foal and it's answering a question which I've been asking a lot lately because I have a new six-month-old colt which is some people say you can overhandle colts and some people say you don't handle them enough and there's a video on there on your Facebook at the moment of you stroking this baby and um, that's lying down you're clearly saying you know don't overhandle them you want to bond with them you want them to spend time with you you want them to want to spend time with you so I have a whole bunch of questions for you um okay uh, it, it, they all stem around the how do you do it and we don't want to give out too many secrets because otherwise you know you'll go bust and you won't have any more clients because we'll, <laughs> we'll all be knowing the, the magic secrets but I guess the first the first question is can we really do it is it is it something that we can learn that we can take on ourselves yes definitely um it's something, especially for me. Uh, I, I know we're on about folds out there, especially for loading. You know, my party trick is usually get the horse to run in that box on its own. When I say get in the box, you know, it'll go in the box on its own. And it's lovely, you know, for me to get the owner to say to the owner, okay, you know, obviously I get them to load it normal. And then I say, unclip the horse, you know, and just tell it to get in the, or I'd say, can you speak to it nourish and you know and just unclip it and say get in the box you know and and uh when it happens you know it's uh again i've seen so many people break down and cry and thinking wow how did they do that yes yeah, so anybody can can do it yeah definitely that's that's a fact anybody can can do it i think i think in a way that uh you have to have that i mean you have to have that sort of mindset as well where me you know I don't know what it is, but I've never held a whip in my life. 
Um, so, and I don't blame anybody that, that has a whip in the hand because I just think to myself, well, they don't know no other way. But for me, you know, it's, a it's all about my body language and, and, uh, and actually what my eyes are saying. So it's, again, I can sort of look at that horse and as long as I'm thinking the right thing, I'm sure that horse understands exactly what I'm thinking. Mm. Some people say it were dogs. I'm sure that dog can understand every word I'm saying. I, I think the horse is exactly the same. You know, it's uh, for overhandling them. Yes, um, you can. There is a, a lot of people. I actually, there is one on my page now where uh, a, a man that uh, all he had to do was lead the little foal to the to the field, and he was attacked. Uh, in his younger days by another horse. And he said, I, I can't, even though I know it's a foal, I cannot lead it to the to the field. It just terrifies me. Mm. And uh, I think this foal was four months old, five months old. And uh, I went and, and you can hear him actually saying on the video, how can he do that in five minutes? You know, how comes that horse is just doing that there right away for him? And yet it's rearing up and pulling and it's doing. So... They actually, I, I, when I go to my customers, I usually only go once, but she phoned me up and she says, will you do me a favor? Will you come back again? So I actually went back again. Um, and it was actually the second time that it all clicked for him. Mm. And now he, uh, he totally got it. He said, you know, at the start, Patty, I just, I couldn't get it, you know, but now that you've been back and shown me again, it, it's just all clicked. I know exactly what's going on and now that fall he can take it to the field and he can bring it back from the field and and he said it's it's not scurry anymore which is Great. which is fantastic what what was so, it that he was doing well what happened was his his story was that as a child he they were going across the field and this horse attacked him and his uncle and his uncle sort of like put his body around him to protect him and it bit his shoulder Mm. Um, and from that day, he's just—he was just terrified of horses. He just, you know, he just said they just absolutely are terrified. You know, they—they they, they frighten the life out of me. Um, and remember, this is a foal. You're, you know, when you get to the mother or go to any other ones, they're big horses. You know, don't I could never do them. I, I'm, I can't even get the foal to the field. Never mm. mind the mother or anybody else. Um, but he he did within within that uh, two sessions he could lead that foal to the field and he still is you know I, I always say to all my customers update me let me know what's going on and and uh, and that is on my page so there's there, there, there's two there and the second time I went I I got him to do a little bit of groundwork with it and again it was a foal someone actually sort of commented and says well you shouldn't do too much with the foal no we didn't we did about ten minutes work. You know, which is not a lot of time. Mm. You know, you don't want to be working with a foal and working with it for forty-five minutes or an hour. That is just too much. You know, no, but daily. Good. Some people say you shouldn't even go near a foal daily. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I've got, I've had this foal. He's six months old. I've had him a week, so I'm going to see him in the morning because I need to check him and rug him or take his rug off and maybe give him a little a little groom. Um, and then I'm going to see him every evening because I need to f uh, feed him again and maybe he needs a thicker rug on for the winter because he uh, for the night time because he lives out. So ultimately, when I'm doing that, that time with us is time to bond. And yeah. it's time when he's learning. 
So I, I, part of me thinks, well, I want to be handling him because I, I don't just want to chuck a rug on and chuck and then chuck him back out in the field and hope that he's okay. So I, I spend five minutes just uh, being with him, maybe pick up one foot one day, another foot another day, but there's no pressure. And I had this question, am I doing too much for him already? You know, doing this twice a day, is it too much? No, not really. No, I mean, if, even if you're going in and picking all four feet up, you know, if you're going in and picking the feet up and you're starting to fight with him, um, there's something going wrong there, you know. But if you're just going in and just asking for the foot up and he picks it up and you put it straight down again and you say, that's a good boy or that's a good girl and then go to the next one and pick it up, that's, you know, you're not doing nothing. You're just picking it three inches off the floor and putting it back down again, mm-hmm. you know. And then you could probably do that every other day or, you know, and then... Obviously, he's six months old now, so he is going to get dirt in his foot. So you do start wanting to get a hoof pick there as well and just having a little pick around and picking because it could be a stone mm. or anything that's stuck in there and just to get it out. So do you think there's an element that we overthink things sometimes and we overthink what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because I find myself questioning all the time. I'm thinking I question more with the foal than I do with any of the other horses. With the other other any of the other horses, it's like okay, let's just go and get on with it. But with the baby, it's oh, should I be careful putting this on his back? Oh, I should be really careful around his tail. Okay, prime example, Patrick. I thought I was going to get mounted. And I don't know if it was my head that was telling me that because he's a colt and he's entire or whether he was actually showing me that he was going to do that. I've seen all these horror videos of people getting mounted by, you know, horses. And I think he doesn't even know how to do that yet. I'm sure he doesn't know how to do that yet. But what where the overhandling came in was where I thought maybe I'm overhandling him is he loves to nuzzle my neck. So he'll stand in front of me and he'll put his head on my shoulders and he'll just snuggle I mean there's no biting there's no it's pure love and I want to cuddle him and then I thought well maybe maybe this is wrong maybe this is too much um I don't want him to start thinking of me as a buddy and and then he started hopping about not on me but just hopping about and my he hadn't given me any inkling that he was going to mount me but my first thought was that's what he's going to do I need to stop this now and I panicked so is that normal behavior or was he really going to mount me um, yeah, I think a lot of people, I think this is the big problem. Um, they think, is the horse going to do this? Mm. You know, it's uh, and it's not, you know, I only start to worry about things when they're actually doing it. You know, I'm not going to think, is that horse going to rear up? You know, even though I know the, the the owner says to me, it won't go near that horse box. It's going to rear, it's going to go backwards, it's going to do this. Again, I still don't worry about the rear and I still don't worry about the back and up. It's only when that happens to me at that time, then I will deal with that there and then and and fix it, you know, and uh, and I and I fix it very gently. And uh, before you know it, the horse doesn't want to rear up, but a lot of people do this. Again, they don't want anybody else to work with them or they don't want to work with it themselves because they think it's going to rear up again. It's going to rear up again. You know, it's, uh, and I never think that way. You know, again, if, if I did, I'd never have no work at all. I, I, you know, I'd be thinking, well, I'm not going to use because it rears up and I'm not going to use because it, it flies out backwards. It's, it's, uh, and I, I say this to all my customers as well. Whatever we're doing in life, our eyes are actually saying it. 
as we're doing it. So I'm picking up my cup of tea, I'm having a drink, Mm -hmm. and I'm putting it down again. But my eyes were actually saying what I was doing. So if I hadn't said nothing there and went through the same procedure, your eyes, you knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah, he was having a drink of coffee or a drink of tea. So this is what we do. We think, oh, my God, well, I wonder if he kicks me. I wonder, will he mount me? I wonder, will, you know, so this is a big problem. I feel that horse owners have, that they think this way. And I look at them also. I, I watch the owner more so than the horse. And I think, why is the owner not looking at the horse? Why is she looking at its feet? Or why is she looking everywhere else? But she's not looking into his eyes. You know, me, I say to them, there's an old horsey saying in, in, in the horsey world that you should never look a horse in the eyes. Have you ever heard that? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people go, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. And I say, well, you tell them after you met Paddy Gracie, you never take your eyes off him. Yeah, you <laughs> keep your eyes on them all the time. And it, it that really is a is a, a big thing for me in, uh, in my work that uh, and I'm always thinking positive things in my head. So I'm looking the horse in the eye and I'm thinking these positive things. I'm not thinking I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I believe that's how it works for me. You know, that's. Yeah, I'm with you. I am with you in that. But but the, the confusion, I think, comes sometimes with over love. That's all. And the only reason I thought he was going to do that was because with my puppy, when he was a puppy, he gets they go through an age of getting confused and they hump everything because they love it. And, and, and this Sonny has started displaying behavior. Now he's coming out of his shell a little bit and he's starting to, to express how he feels. Um, for example, when I give him his food, he didn't eat, he didn't really eat hard feed when he first came here. And now he's loving his food so much that as soon as it's finished, he pours it, he lies down and he rolls in his bucket. So is that a display of I love, I'm happy? <laughs> because that's what I've I've said, I think that is. I mean, again, for me, it's, uh, I don't know, it's uh, something that, you know, for me, uh, when I give, uh, I try, you know, I, I never hand feed, I never give a horse nothing out of my hand because the lion wouldn't go up to the zebra and say, do you want a leg of one of your mates? So I would never do that. So if I do give them a bucket feed or whatever, I would never stand there and actually even watch the horse eating the bucket feed, you know, because then again, it'd be like somebody sitting there watching me eat my dinner, you know. Um, so that's a hard question for me that there to answer, to say that why he's displaying that there lying down and rolling on the bucket, you know, what does that mean? Because I wouldn't, you know, I'd go back in and think, well, the bucket's empty now, he'd pick, pick it up and, and take it out and he'll get another bucket again tomorrow morning or tomorrow night. So mm. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have said that, you know, he's doing that because he loves his food. Um I, I don't really know uh what other way I could answer that. <laughs> so so what you're trying to say is that the horse is lying down and rolling on the bucket and pawing on the bucket because they like the food. No, when it's finished. It's only when it's finished. Only when it's finished. Mm. He eats it all. Doesn't do anything. He's good as gold. Stands there, eats it. And when the bucket's empty, he uh, lies down and has a big roll on it. Okay. And does he smash the bucket or is it just one of those rubber? No, it's one of those like... one of those rubber, yeah, rubber buckets. So what I've been doing is giving him his food and then taking it away as soon as the bucket's finished because I don't want him it's to right, yeah. think that it's okay to just roll in his food all the time. Um, I okay. Just, yeah. 
And do you put do you do you put his his bucket on the floor like a lot of people will put it hanging over the door or in the corner or no, he's out he's not stabled so he's out in the field so um, I'm trying to teach him that he can have food he doesn't have to fight for his food so the others uh, have their food elsewhere um, you know it's all very relaxed calm I, I now I feel like I'm doing it wrong because I actually do stroke him I started off not going near him. Uh, when he had his his dinner so that he knew that he had space and each day I've got a little bit closer until I can stroke his head and he knows that it's okay uh, he is still going to have his dinner even though I'm around him because I need him at some point Paddy to be okay with me being around him when he's got food, food. I yeah, don't yeah, want him yeah, to yeah, kick yeah, out yeah, and yeah, think yeah, that yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that's okay yeah yeah, I totally get yeah I totally get that there yeah what, what you're trying to do I thought you were meaning in the stable this was happening. Um, so you're actually just giving them the bucket out in the field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose it's it, it's a, another thing what a lot of people do, even without food, is we're foals in a stable with their mother. They put their bum to the door and people start tickling their bum. However, then when they get older, the foal or the yearling or the two-year-old or the three-year-old starts putting his bum to the door. Mm-hmm. And then people go, hey, that bloody horse is going to kick out. But it's not. It's putting his bum to the foot, to the door to say, scratch my horse. Mm. You know, that's what I want you to do is scratch me, yeah. But people think, oh, it's going to kick out the amount it's... There's lots of videos on my page where, where people say that you can't walk in the stable with a horse. Uh, there is one where uh, it's, it's about eight or nine treads down where a young girl, 18 months, she couldn't walk in the stable. She said, this horse will just kick you, you know, spin his bum round, kick you, um, will not let you in. So I got there. So I said, so go on, tell me your story. So she said, well, this horse won't let you in the stable. So I said, well, when's the last time you were in that stable with it? And it's on my page. So I have a look. She, I think she says something like 18 months. So I was like, so you've not been in the stable for 18 months with this horse. She went, no, because it's too dangerous. Mm. And I was like, Opened the door, so she opened the door, and I walked in, put the head collar on it, and I just did what I, what I do. And then I said, "Come in," and she came in, and then I sort of said, "They're like, okay," and then walk, walk the horse to the window, and then walk it back up again. I said, "On, take, take the head collar off," and that was another thing because there was no head collar on it. She couldn't get the head collar on it, mm-hmm. you know. So I said, obviously, bit of advice is buy a breakable head collar where you can leave that on. So, you know, you've always got something to get hold of because there was nothing on its head. Obviously, the minute she walked through the door, he just put his bum to her and she was like, no, I'm not going. And that horse had no intention of kicking her, but she thought that's Mm. what was going to happen. So um, with food, yes, with colts and and that there, I could see what you're doing there. Yeah, that, that... that is quite uh, sensible, really, what you are doing there. Um, because what you're saying is, yeah, he's a colt. He's going to be on his own quite a lot. Food. Um, some horses are, are, are very nasty around food. Um, and you're just sort of saying, yes, I'm going to give you your food. And yes, I'm just going to take your bucket and that away again. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. 
But it's quite strange that he lies down and rolls on the bucket. I know, know, it's it's uh... crazy. But then, you know, I'm a bit quirky and all my horses are a bit quirky. So it wouldn't surprise me if that that was his thing. I I think, you know, the more time that we spend with horses and you've got years of experience and, you know, we're still learning so much. I mean, originally I thought maybe he's got a bit of a tummy ache. Maybe it's not great, but it's just vol creep. You know, it's not going to, it's going to enhance his tummy. It's not going to do any damage damage um he doesn't have any runny poo or anything and he goes off bucking and springing round afterwards so i think genuinely he's just happy <laughs> yeah yeah and so he's six months old now mm. so and do you own his mother or did you buy him no a friend of mine bred him and um, right. so we know his mum and his mum okay. is very laid back and very relaxed and yeah okay. so this is a, a really important thing so i'm when that horse come to you, did it come to you in a trailer or did it come to you by walking down the track or did it come to you? In a trailer. We you? went and picked him okay. up. So interestingly, this was a really, I thought this was so fascinating. I'm, I made a mistake. You know, I'm always keen to say if I, I make mistakes, I've never had a colt before and we're learning. Uh, and I went with his breeder and he had been weaned. He was doing really well. He'd, he'd had a best buddy and they'd been coming in and out. So they'd already done a great job um, so far getting him ready for me to handle because I needed a, a horse that I could handle. I didn't yeah, want one yeah. from scratch. I didn't want a wild yeah. bucking bronco crazy. I want one that's had a head collar on, had his feet picked up and can be rugged. Then I've got something good to start with. So um, we went to pick him up. He's so soft and gentle, Paddy. He's got the sweetest temperament. I've seen him since the first day he was born. So I'd go and visit him within 12 hours. I tried to build up that bond from the beginning. Every four weeks, every three weeks, I'd go and see him. And I believe he remembered me at the stable. I really do. He came straight over. And um, and we put him on the trailer. No, no, it wasn't trailer. It was a horse box, three and a half ton horse box. So we put him on that. So it was, you go up the side ramp and you tie him on the back. So he's facing backwards with a little bit of hay. Now, my biggest mistake was he had not been taught how to tie up. Therefore, Mm -hmm. he was struggling with being held tied up in a horse box. No brainer. Why didn't I think of this before? Poor little man. Now, he was as good as gold. There was no bucking or rearing or anything crazy. He just turned around while we were driving. And because he turned around and the lead rope was still connected, he was now half facing forwards and his little bottom got underneath the side compartment. We stopped, he managed to get himself out, unclipped him, and he was just happier facing forwards. As soon as he was unclipped and he was facing forwards, he fell asleep in the horse box. Bless him, he was probably exhausted. So my mistake was tying him up when he hadn't been taught how to tie up before. I was nervous because I hadn't travelled a fold before, and and there we went. But we've learnt from that, that, definitely learnt from that. And and when he did travel, did he travel on his own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and he was six months old. And how long was he weaned off his mother? Uh, four weeks. Okay, so he was weaned off his mother. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. At five months. Um, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It was three weeks. He'd been there for three weeks. Okay. So, so yeah, he was just over five months. And normally they don't wean until six months, but he was the same. They've had a few foals and um, he was independent. Um, his mother had had enough at that time as well. Yeah. And he was the same because he's a, he's a big lad. He's a big boy. He's not a little baby. You know, he's going to be 17 hands. And he right. was just getting a bit much from his mum. Um, and right. they did the same with a previous foal at a similar age, and he's as good as gold. The problem, I, I again, like, I don't like my videos. I deal with more loaders as than than anything, and uh, and it's great because I usually say to the to to them as well. I say like you know the most important. I think where it goes wrong with loading from from day one is, and probably this is even to you as well. The very first time you put him in that box or the very first time they put them in a box, it's usually the weaning of the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the very first time that you do put that horse in the box, you shut it in and you take it away. Mm. So when you see me getting them horses running in the box, when I say get in the box, why did they run in that box? Is because I put them in and I took them out mm. and I put them in and I took them out. And the amount of phone calls that I get and people will say, Paddy, my horse loads absolutely fine at home, but when I take it somewhere, I can't get it in the box. So I said, because it's at home, it's it's like learned. It, it knows exactly the routine at home. However, when you take it somewhere, it's sort of like going to Blackpool for the day with your kids and then you send to your kids, right, it's time to go home now. And they go, but hold on a minute, we've not been on the fun fair yet. <laughs> so what they'll do is they'll fight for the, with the horse. They'll take them half an hour, an hour, two hours, three hours three hours, get the horse in the box. But the minute they get that horse in the box, what do they do after the three hours? They shut it in Mm. and away they go. All they have to do to cure the problem is take the horse back out again. Mm. You try and tell someone who spent three hours loading a horse (laughs) to take the horse back out again and, and put it back in. They will not do it. So I was on a cruise about two and a half months ago and the reception was terrible and you only got a sort of signal when you pulled into port and I got a phone call from this lady and she said to me, hiya Patty, she says, you've been to one of my horses for loading and uh, she says, 
it's still loading. It loads absolutely fine, she said. It's absolutely no problem, she said. In fact, it still loads on its own. She says, but I bought another horse. She says, and the problem is, I'm at a show, and I've been here three hours now, and I can't get the horse in the box. So I said to her, okay, where are you now? She says, I'm standing on the ramp. I said, and where's the horse? She says, the horse is at the bottom of the ramp. I said, remember what I told you? Yeah, you ask and you release, you ask and you release. And boom, 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 boom. I heard the horse walk into the box. She says, oh, my God, Patty. She says, it must have heard your voice. I said, but it didn't know me, this horse. Remember, this is a total different horse that I've never seen. This is a new horse. She goes, oh, yeah. So I said, so how could it know my voice? Mm. So anyway, I said, now you know what you have to do, don't you? She says, I know what you're going to say. She says, you're going to say, take it out again. And I said, yes. She says, Patty, I can't. I've been here for three hours. And honest to God, I need to get home. I'm cold. I'm hungry. I, I cannot do it. I, I just cannot do it. But I promise you, I do promise you the next time I've got time, mm. I will do it. Anyway, I come back home and I was home for about two weeks. And my friend said to me, oh, uh, that girl you were telling me about, because I was telling him the story about her. He said, I actually seen her at the show. I said, oh, did you? He says, yeah. He says she couldn't get her bloody horse back in the box. I says, you're joking. He said, I'm telling you, it was about four hours and the horse wouldn't load. No. And I said to her, do you know what? I tried to tell her on that day to take the horse back out again and put it in and take it out. It will go back in again, mm. but she wouldn't. Yeah. And she never learned. Yeah. So, um, and again, the biggest mistake you ever make in life is the one that you don't learn from. Mm. So, and that's all she had to do is take the horse back out again and it would load. But we believe that, no, three hours, two hours, one hour, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not taking that horse back out again. So there's and no that's all treats. She had to do. There's no buckets going, tempting them in. It's pressure release, pressure release. And, yes, that their language is pressure and release, yeah. But where people go wrong, and they all think about this here, I suppose this is why I'm so successful, is because... They think pressure and release. So pressure means use force. And I say, no, change that word pressure to ask mm. and release. So the pressure is just the asking, but you've got to release it. If you release it, the horse. So, for instance, again, if I'm standing on a ramp and I'm standing, if I'm on the ramp and the horse is facing me straight in front of me. If I squeezed that lead rope and asked and kept the pressure there without letting go, that horse will rear up or pull back. Yeah. Mm. So I never put myself in that position where I'm standing in front of the horse, pulling any pressure at all. I take one step to the right. The line is nice and loose. And I ask and release. That will move the right leg. You see all my videos. You watch me do it. It does it. Then the right leg moves. Then I walk over to the left. Same again. I ask and release. And the left leg moves. And before I know it, the minute I start moving, the horse starts moving with me. It synchronizes with me. And But yes, that's the big problem. People think, well, these are all pressure and release head colors. So you have to use pressure. So if you look at any of my videos, not once do you ever see me getting angry are using pressure it's just ask and release and that's 
Mm. That's how I do it. It's amazing. Now, you mentioned earlier you don't use whips and you've never needed to use a whip. And I, I, it's my opinion, Paddy, and I, I, I really want to hear your view on it. Um, I'd never hit a horse, ever. I don't see the reason to. I don't think you have to. I think if someone was to hit me, I'd, I'd hit them back. So I don't believe in aggression. But sometimes my arms aren't long enough to touch the big horse where I want it to move when I'm trying to teach him. And I don't have someone else to help me. So I use my long schooling whip um, literally as, as, as a long arm. And I'm trying right. to teach them to move. So I want them to go sideways. I do a lot of groundwork. I actually use it for my dog. There's quite a bit of crossover between horses and dogs. Because uh, he's great when he comes on a hack with me. He learns that the end of the whip is where I want him to heel to. Um, and my horse, Blackjack, knows that the whip is when I, when I touch his bottom. I literally just touch it, his bottom. That's when he has to move his hindquarters round. And that helped me when I was trying to get him. He had a traumatic loading experience when I was trying to get him to load. Some idiot put lunge lines. Again, I was inexperienced. Lunge lines around his bottom. He'd been to the vets. The only time he'd been in the box was because he'd been to the vets. He was exhausted. He'd been, you know, had injections it was just so poorly and then she goes and crosses two lunge lines around his back freaks him out because he's a youngster he rears up hits his head it's just an absolute carnage and it took me a long time working with him so I had to get him to trust the whip and then get him to move because he's a big horse one foot at a time that it was okay um so yeah I'm interested to know your thoughts on using additional aids like that yeah, again, Monty will tell you this here. A lot of people say about like when they're trying to do a join up, they don't know how to throw the long line. So mm. a lot of them will sort of say, can I not use a lunge whip? You know, and sort of like Monty's belief and my belief is, no, you can't because if it's in your hand, you will use it. If something goes wrong and that horse is not doing what you want it to do, your brain will say, give him a crack. Yeah, if, if your mm. brain, if you can... If you can have a whip in your hand and never use it, yeah, it's 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 great. Me again when I when I do my work, it's great because for me I have to release the pressure. So everything I do is I ask and release, I ask and release, I ask and release. So my brain is trained to release the pressure as quick as I as quick as I, as I can. However, again with when I watch other horse people their way of doing it if the horse does the first thing the horse does wrong is they want to give it a crack with the whip to think and that's mm-hmm. how they're going to fix that problem you know but yet here's me releasing the pressure training my brain so we are us we're predators so like if somebody said to you you know hey you're you're an old cow yeah you'll say yeah, oh yeah yeah you're right i'm an old cow you know you'd say who the bloody hell are you talking to you know who, who do you think so that's sort of like when the horse sort of says, I want to get out of here, the human goes, no, you're not. We go into fight mode as they go into flight mode. So you have to watch when you've got like a whip in your hand or anything in your hand that when that horse doesn't go into flight mode, that you're going to punish it to try and stop that behavior. Mm. You know, um, me, you know, I my my aids are the dually head collar is the only head collar I use and a 30 foot long line. That's the only things I ever use. Um, when I'm setting the horse up to succeed, you know, um, sometimes I put rails along the side of the trailers so it stop them walking left and right. They're plastic. So if the horse did knock it over, 
it's plastic. It cannot hurt itself. I would never put pallets there or wheelbarrows or metal gates. It has to be plastic. So the biggest selling product in the horse industry is the whip. Mm. The biggest amount of abuse to any horse is in their mouth. And that's two things that I don't do, you know. And if so far, touch wood, I've never had a, there's never been a failure yet, you know. And I have people coming out and thinking, this is the one that's going to do you this time. This is, so this is what I mean. I think the horsey world is, uh, I don't know. We've sort of like, we've never moved forwards. Again, you know, I see so many children now, you know, with whips and I see them punish that horse for anything. Just whip to walk on, whip to trot, whip to, to, to cancer. Everything's whip, 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 whip. You know, and so um, for me, I just, I just think, no. Um, for me, myself personally, I would say, and this is, you know, when I, when I grew up, I, I grew up a bit like Monty Roberts. I, uh, my mother was an alcoholic and uh, men, and we come from Northern Ireland as well. She was one of 15 children. So, and I was sort of like the black sheep of the family. And so she took me to England and uh, a lot of men would use her and abuse her. And uh, I would try to protect her. And uh, I was a nine-year-old child, 10-year-old child, and I would get battered. I was thrown against the walls. I was punched, kicked. I was all, everything that you could think of that, you know, and I was like, so I just thought to myself, you know, if I ever had children, I would never do that because what did I learn from any of them, any of them beatings, you know, I never learned nothing. I never learned one thing, you know, um, and obviously, I have I, I have a son and a daughter. Um, my wife's a social worker in child protection. My son's the youngest detective in the UK. Wow! Uh, and my daughter, my daughter, she's a children's nurse. She actually had to deal with all the the Manchester bombing. She works in theatre, and she that was her sort of first sort of thing in nursing. She had to deal with all the all the bomb victims. That's when the uh, Ariana concert happened mm, in Manchester. So, her. so for me, you know, it was like. When I met Monty Roberts, again, like even though Kelly Marks is the one that trained me, when I met Monty, I could see him, you know, that uh, for me, he was more like he was more like a father figure to me because I, I, I didn't know who my father was. My mother was an alcoholic. Um, so I looked at Monty and then when I read his book, you know, and then I, and I and he fostered the children and then he started talking about his 71 broken bones. You know, I just thought, God, this is like he's talking about me. Mm. You know, everything here seems a bit like he's talking about me, you know. Uh, and so I think, you know, for me now, so when I see them horses, every horse that I go to, like I say, even though my, 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 my wife's a social worker in, in child protection, every one of those horses I go to, I see it as an abused child. Mm. And I will do everything I can to set that child or horse up to succeed. So I'm going to get that horse to want to go in that box. I'm going to get that horse to want to stand still. And if I don't even think about violence or anything out there, and this is how I know, and I think this is what I mean. I think if I had a, a whip in my hand and something went wrong um, with some people, yeah, I'd whip them across the face because there's some human beings out there like I would. I see them, what they're like with horses. I would do that there. So... 
with people when they have whips and they do have it with the horses, I can see, you know, that's why they would do that. They'd whip the horse, you know, um, but for me, it would never work. That would never work for me. I completely agree with you. I like completely. And I think if I could learn a way where I didn't need to use the whip as the aid, I'm going to I'm going to go and work on this now and find ways that I don't need to use it. You know, I thought I was doing it the right way. But the more I learn, there's just there is no there's no right. Do you know, do, have you ever ridden? Have you ever ridden with a dually head collar? Just no, I haven't. But I'd like to try now. <laughs> I didn't even think about it before. Okay. Do you lunge your horse? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's a, I say this to every person that I go to, and I want you to be honest with me, because mm-hmm. people look at me and they look and they go, "Are you a psychic? <laughs> How did you know that?" <laughs> yeah. So you lunge your horse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now that horse tells me it goes better on the left rein than it does on the right. Yes. And you're also right-handed as well. Yeah, so I push too much on the right, do I? <laughs> so how, how did I know that? Because <laughs> you're king. <laughs> so this is, the, this is a big problem, yeah? So every yard I go to, I say that to them. Do you lunge your horse? And they say, yeah. And I say, you know, does it go better on the left rein than it does on the right? And they say, yeah. And I say, you're also right-handed. And then they go, yeah. And I say, how did I know that? And they go, I don't know. How did you know that? You know, are you a, are you a psychic or are you a medium? And I say, no. I say the same thing to every person that I meet. Mm. And the reason your horse goes better on the left rein is because you're right-handed. Mm. Do you know when your horse is disunited? Yes. Do you know what causes that? No. 10 out of 10 people will say balance. So when you lunge your horse, what you do is you put the clip onto the bit or you put it through the bit under the chin, onto the other side of the bit. Mm-hmm. Or you put it through the bit, up over the head going one way, or up over the head going the other way. So what you're doing is you're constantly pulling them head towards you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a lunge whip in your hand. And again, like I said, your horse will go better on the left rein. So what you're doing is you're, you're pulling the horse head in towards you. Then you're forcing the hindquarters to go away. Mm-hmm. So then you say, canter, 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 canter. Well, it's always bloody canter, so you're knackered, so we can ride you. <laughs> so what happens is, if it's on the left rein, it's supposed to kick off on the left leg. It doesn't. It kicks off on the right leg, which sends its back end into disunited. Mm. It will do a lap, a lap and a half. It'll do a flying change and correct itself. That's what causes your horse to become disunited, single line lunging. Ask Monty Roberts that. No, that's no, that's <laughs> fascinating. Um, I had a moment the other day that I was quite proud of, um, which I lunged blackjack, but without a line. So I'm I'm not yet set up to have the round pen to do the join up and do it all properly, which I'm I'm hoping to build soon. So I tried lunging, free lunging without a line in the field, and you know I was mesmerised. Okay, he did canter around a lot of the field, but he always came back to his circle, and I thought that was quite interesting i expected him to run off but maybe yeah, we've already yeah. got a bit of a bond i think there's so much i mean so much that we could learn from the horses and we're learning daily and so many questions that we're being asked all the time from them as well i keep going back to what i said at the very beginning which is a lot of it's common sense it's not overthinking <laughs> and if we overthink yeah, yeah. You know, not beating them, not shouting at them. What would we yeah. like? What do most of us are animal lovers, which is why we do it. Where I struggle is 
when we see people that are beating the horses at shows and I'm a bit mouthy Paddy so I just want to say what the hell do you think you're doing why have you got horses and I literally have to be restrained because it's not going to be long before I go and take those horses off them and say you don't deserve it you really don't yeah yeah yeah. that's I think even when you come on our courses like Kelly Mark's course you know she we show a video of them trying to get a horse in the horse box and this old granny comes with a brush and she shoves the brush up it's ours you know so this is what i i try to say to all of my customers so i say like what all i all i'm doing to you is showing you a different way you know so if you you might never have a problem um loading your horse um and then you go to a show one day and you see an old granny with a brush and it, she throws the brush up it's the horse's backside and the horse runs in that horse box mm. You might have a horse then 10, 15 years down the line. You think, oh, my God, this horse won't go in the box. You will try every way that you can. And that if that doesn't work, guess what you're going to do? You're going to say, do you remember the old grandmother with the brush and shoved it up its horse and it flew in the box? Mm. You're going to try that way. Yeah, with me just doing it, this is I'm showing you a different way where you can get that horse to want to do that. And it has to be better. You know, it has to be. Paddy, we love your way. Horse Hour loves your mm. way. A hundred thousand listeners love your way. The 15,000 that you've got on your Facebook, you know, on the horse shrink, they love your way. So please keep making these videos so that we can learn. Um, don't keep them all a secret, though. I don't just want to see yeah. the finished product. I want to, yeah. <laughs> I want to know how Again, to do it myself. What I do, you know, I try to show the start and I try to show the end result and again yeah a lot of people are sort of saying like but what did you do in the middle Mm. how did you get to that stage and I promise only on the horse shrink page I'm going to start putting more and more and more of the little bits you know and uh showing you how to get to get that uh that results uh I can't give it you know there's two secrets to success you can't reveal everything you know (laughs) but I will uh I will definitely give a bit more Uh, on the horse shrink page but yeah well thank you very much because you've shared loads you have actually shared loads of little secrets today and some advice and we're really grateful and I for one would buy videos that told me what to do because I feel like you're so busy you're not going to have time to come to live with me in the new forest (laughs) I'm honestly I have people ringing me even from Australia one lady messaged me and says would you please come to Australia and I'm like Mm. surely you must have people out there to do it Ireland, Scotland, Devon, Dorset, Essex, Kent. They want me all over the place, you know. So works have plenty of work, it's busy, it's it, it's great, so I can't complain. Do you know what you could yeah. do? You could do like a road trip. Come and stay at my house and we'll book okay. in some clinics and everybody if everybody because then you get more people at once, I yeah. guess, don't you? We should do something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the meantime, how can we follow you? How can we get in touch? You you reply, you're brilliant. You reply to everybody's messages. Um, it, it's at The Horse Shrink and your own website. Yeah, the, just the, on Facebook, it's just The Horse Shrink. Or if you go on Patrick Gracie, um, all my details are there. Everything's there, my telephone number, my address, everything's, everything's there. Um, and if you can't get me, please leave a message and I will get back to you. You know, um, some people sort of sit, I say, send me a postcode, and they send me the postcode, and that's that's all they send me. And I'm thinking, yeah, but what are you? <laughs> who are you? What do you want? It's been a pleasure. Thank you so so Thank much. You. Um, do stay in touch, and we look okay, forward yeah. to watching your videos. Thank you, and thanks for having me on. Thanks, Paddy. See you. Okay. Bye bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can catch up with previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast on our website. Head to horsehour.co.uk and we're on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM and soon to be Spotify as well. I'm so excited about this. So uh, when you're listening, hacking and uh, hey, have you been on to, um, actually it made me think, have you been on to the Horse Hour playlist on Spotify? You can listen to our hacking playlist. We've got a summer playlist and a winter playlist and add on your track that you love too any any music any uh, songs that you like listening to that maybe keep you going then just hit subscribe and add on yours i've made it collaborative so that we can all build this awesome horse hour hacking playlist um, and yeah you can listen to the podcast now on spotify too so make sure you check that out that'll be launched in i think they said december i'll let you know as soon as i know but um keep an eye out for that now you can tag me in all your photos and videos just use hashtag horse hour at horse hour you know i love to see what you're up to because you inspire me some of you are doing lots of poll work and schooling and others are just spending a bit more time chilled out going and hacking um but sadly in america it's a different story they have some awful fires in california for those of you listening in california i am thinking of you right now you've suffered with so many fires lately and i know that people in california desperately need some help they have evacuated horses and animals and they're desperate for hay and alfalfa um, especially in the evacuation areas. So can you donate any of that? Hay, alfalfa, rugs, water, money, whatever you can. Uh, use hashtag campfire and contact at N for November V-A-D-G or head to their website nvadg.org forward slash donate it would be really lovely if you can donate even if it's just a few pounds let's help save these horses and also keep the people going that are looking after them uh, the other hashtag is Woolsey fire w-o-o-l-s-e-y fire and at poor works so you can donate there at poor p-a-w-w-o-r-k-s let's donate and um, get as much help to everyone in California as we can. As always, I really appreciate you listening to the Horse Hour podcast. Without you, this wouldn't be possible. So keep sharing your stories, your pictures, your videos, everything you've got. Hashtag Horse Hour, at Horse Hour, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Hope you have a great week with your horse and I'll speak to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.